Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You absolute bloody legends. I am very, very excited to get into this Fat Chat episode today with Jeremy Sharp, who's been the talk of the town here in WA for the last couple of weeks with uh, all that. Is he going to be drafted? Where is he going to be playing? And we got an exclusive interview with him uh, just before uh, all the announcements and all the stuff kicked off, which is amazing. And I'm really excited to get into it uh, with you today. And you're going to love it. Uh, just another little one as well before we get started for the show. I am so excited. I can't believe this is actually happening. I am doing my first live Fat Chat podcast event down Shelter Brewery in Bustleton leading up to my Ironman next weekend. So it's going to be on the 1st of December. It's a Friday night at 6pm. We've got a private function room there uh, and it's going to be me and Stephen Baker hosting the night. We're going to be talking just like, you know, having a bit of fun with all of our Ironman stuff uh, coming up to the race on the Sunday, only a couple days out from then. Uh, Bakes is going to talk some footy. We'll have a lot of fun with that as we do uh, with any uh, Fat Chat episode. And it'd be great to get as many of you down there as possible. We do have limited tickets for it. It's only $25 to come on down. It'll probably go for about an hour of the show and then we'll sort of, you know, hang, hang about and we'll say day and have a have a drink and have a little bit of food and everything for, uh, for an hour or so after with everybody too. Uh, and we'd love to meet you all down there. There is limited spots. If you want to get involved, I'm going to um, put some links on, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the show notes and everything here as well, as well as all over my socials. And, and uh, yeah, just get your spot, get on down there. I'm super excited for it. Uh, and uh, let's get into the episode with Jez. Here we go. You absolute bloody legends. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat by Body Magic. Uh, thanks to everyone that's been tuning on in regularly, uh, everyone that's been sending in questions, liking the post, getting around it. And uh, I'm super excited to have the guest that I've got in today. So he's uh, a former Gold Coast Sun player. He's now the new Mr. Fremantle. He's an absolute <laughs> young gun. We've only really seen just a little glimpse of stuff of what he can do. Uh, and he's probably one of the most like cool people that I've ever met uh, and just really comfy just doing his own thing and doing wh- wh- whatever he's into, which is so cool. And I very much admire. Uh, please welcome Jeremy Sharp, mate. Pleasure to be here. Welcome to Fat Chat, mate. <laughs> so good. I've been trying to get you for an episode for, I reckon, just over 12 yeah, months. It has been a while. It's been a while. We we're finally, here. we're here. We finally, the stars have aligned. I've got you here. Uh, <laughs> and I'm super excited to um, share your story with everybody. Um, how's off season been? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, I was lucky enough to win the VFL final um, just at the end of September. Then Huge. me and my partner, Went over to Europe for four weeks, um, did most of Europe, which we absolutely loved. Um, I can't wait to get back there already, but 
yeah, did that. And then, yeah, been home now for about two or three weeks. So good, man. And, man, you've had, like, such a crazy last, like, 12 months. It's been, like, really interesting because we'll go into it a little bit later. But, um, you know, because you requested a trade from Gold Coast and then it didn't quite happen. But then, like you said, you sort of had all this big up with uh, winning the VFL premiership. Yeah. And then now you're back in, you know, Perth and signing with Freer, which is just amazing. Uh, and uh, we'll get into all of that later and sort of how that all unfolded. But uh, before we did that... Um, You've been training with me for the last couple of pre-seasons you come on in. We've had a good little block uh, yes. for the last you know, few weeks and had a, yeah. had a good fun with a few sessions with Trey and Trent and uh, a couple of the other guys and Shannon, which has been really good fun. And I thought I'd give you everyone a little bit of an insight about what it's like to train <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Sharp, right? Yeah. So pretty much... No, one thing I love about you is that you're a morning person. <laughs> so up and about in the morning. There's no one that's more smiley uh, and like so up and about in the morning, which is so good. You love you love mornings, right? Oh, we absolutely love them. You love them. Win the yep. morning, win, win the, the morning, day. win the day. You're always yep. crapping on about to me, which is great. <laughs> the other thing that I love is that you're always early. Always yep. so early. Yep. So like today for the podcast, I knew I was going to be here right on 10. <laughs> I had to text you to say, bro, I'm going to be 10 late. <laughs> I'm going to be 10 late. And Jack, and then he still rocked up at like just after 10 at like two minutes past 10. So uh, it's amazing. Oh, You're it. always early. I love yeah. that. And then from being early, you're coming into the gym. The next thing you say to me is, uh, hey, Madge, how are you going? You go, good, good. And you go, no legs today. That's the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> hates trying Gotta to protect legs. the good things. Protect. Why do you hate training legs so much? <laughs> Gotta protect them. <laughs> Honestly, I put a squat on the board. He goes, no, no, no. We'll take that one off there. We get the eraser. We'll yeah. rub the squats off, rub the lunges off. Yeah. Um, you got to protect the legs. You, you know? do. Yeah, they're, they're bloody important to me <laughs> and my position. So I'll have to protect them. <laughs> do you get really, do you get, was there like a session that you got super sore from or something that's just turned you off? Oh, of well, I think, uh, yeah, a couple of seasons ago, we did a good session with, I think, myself and Luke try as well yeah i just remember vividly after that session <laughs> so i couldn't actually run. was from one so of my yeah you've given me demons <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny uh but no man i love when you come in the garage like i said just like up and about in the mornings yeah. which uh, makes me so up and about which yeah. is uh which is awesome nah, um, but uh, i want to paint a bit of a picture about um you know you and get everybody knowing you a little bit in your story and sort of where you've come from to get where you are so far yeah um tell us a little bit about you growing up with your family and your granddad was actually an east Freo legend right yeah. Um, yeah. So I was um, I was born and raised in Adelaide. Um, yeah, for my whole life up until eighteen when I moved out of home. But um, yeah, so just a young kid growing up in Adelaide. Um, went to Melmaria just across the road from me. Yep. Um, and then I was lucky enough my parents to send me to Aquinas. I did years four to twelve there. Um, I joined midway through year four. Um, it was actually the week of the athletics carnival. Right. And, um, that week was awesome for me because I sort of made all my friends with that athletics carnival, so um, which was cool. And then, um, yeah, as you touched on with my um, with my pa, that's my mum's dad. Yep. Um, he was an East Fremantle legend and he sort of got me into football. Um, he got me following football. He got me down to the football. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of raised down at East Fremantle. Um, that club's always done a lot for me and done a lot for my family as well. Um, he ended up playing over 200 games there. Um he was in the team of the century at the Sharks as well. Wow. And what position was he? His name was Ken Holt, right? Yeah, Ken yeah. Holt. Uh, played centre-half forward. Bit of a swing man. Um, used to like take really big hangers, kick goals. Sick. Um, but yeah, absolute superstar down there. But um, yeah, I was lucky enough to then play all my football down at East Fremantle as well. Um, played with a lot of good mates. Um, won, yeah, lots of games, won finals. Um, 
And yeah, that's probably my opinion. And also played for Adelaide Bombers Junior Football Club as well. Yeah, great. Um, and then you, the whole way through. And then you started playing for Aquinas as well once like school footy started yeah. ramping so up. So then um, once school footy ramped up, um, yeah, Aquinas footy really took off there. And I was lucky enough to be involved with some yeah really good teams. Yeah, absolutely. And was there any like advice that your granddad gave you sort of early on? I'm sure there's probably lots of bits of advice. Mm. Um, but was he someone that like you really lent on for, you know, lessons early on with football, whether it be your skills or positioning or, you know, enjoying the game? Was, was that something mm. that you guys chatted about a lot? Yeah, he was... Like, he's a big one for, like, he's always talked about just always wanting to improve, always to, like, um, improve both sides of your foot, um, hands. He, he was a big one for high flyers, so, like, he'd always encourage me to take big, big hangers. Yeah, which is always, Have like... Have you taken any good ones? Yeah, back... I was actually talking to Trey about this the other day. Like, back in the juniors, I used to take them all the time. It's sort of part of my game that's just yeah. drifted. Don't do much anymore, but... Yeah, because you don't train day. any legs, that's why you can't jump yeah, up. That's the, the old pins <laughs> need to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's because I don't train legs. But yeah, that's a part of my game um, that used to be like massive for me back in juniors, but it hasn't since really, to be honest. But yep. um, but yeah, no, he was always a lot about enjoyment, but he was also talked about like always look to improve. Um, because he was always super serious with that and he's obviously been at the top level, so he's seen it before. Definitely. And the Aquinas team that you played for, that was like a super stacked team. Like you yeah. had uh, Trey, uh, run me through all the names that you had at Aquinas. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to play three seasons there. Um, the people I sort of drafted was, oh, who we had? Tom Joyce, Jason Carter, Jared Cameron, um, we had Devin Robinson, myself, Chad Warner, Trey, Logan McDonald, Taj Woden, wow, Jesse Wow, so Mullock. many. Um like you just i'll probably miss names there as well like we had such a a unique period there at school where we just had so many players drafted um which i suppose like helped us all as well because we could see everyone working around us everyone wanted to get the same goals each other so felt like that pushed us and yeah we we're lucky enough to win one final in 2018 um and probably could have won the year before as well but yeah we had such an incredible run there um we had Quinton Lynch as our coach as well, who was a... Oh, the Q-Stick. Yeah, the Q-Stick, the ex-Aquinian as well. So it was always nice having him down there as well. That's unreal. And then that athletics carnival that you were talking about just before, yeah. um, that you sort of you know met everyone that you ended up going to school with, yeah. were you really into athletics or any other sport or running? Or was there anything else except for football that you were you know, good at? Yeah, so I grew up, grew up playing water polo. Um, yeah. Also loved my cricket, backyard cricket. Um, just everything. Just so like, like yeah, a lot of everything. land, water, yeah. ball sports, yeah, everything. Yeah, ball sports, surfing. Um, many listeners today might know that I love mowing my backyard pitch. I mow that most days. Do you really? Yeah, look after my pitch. Yeah, so good. So one of those people. But um, <laughs> um, also did rowing, uh, touch rugby, basketball. Um, yeah, I did it all. I love sports. And what was it about footy that you know really thought that you know you can bring this to the next level and excel at that? Was it because of you know your family and your granddad and stuff? Did you always think football was going to be the one, or were you kind of close to doing any other sport? And yeah, so obviously one? football was always forefront of my mind. Um, and then when I got sent to Aquinas, um, you saw all these people getting drafted around you. You heard about all the history, like Five Crips, Yo, like all those stars that went to Aquinas. You'd always look at their names and you think like I'd want, want to be like them one day. Um, so a big shout out to Aquinas, I suppose. But um, yeah, I probably think it was probably around 16. I sort of like started to dream about it and think about it. Um, made like the futures teams in East Fremantle and then 
once that first like sort of state selection team in state 16s come around, I suppose that's when you really start to start to go off. serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you were picked number 27 in the 2019 draft again. Yep. With so many guys from Aquinas and heaps of guys that you played mm. um, the uh, the state team uh, with as well. Yeah. Um, what was that like? And did you kind of know that you were going to end up at Gold Coast, or was it you know was there anybody else that was like a chance to to get you? Yeah. So uh, I suppose going into the night, like you'd have a few clubs like ringing your manager saying like, yeah, we're pretty interested. We might pick you at this stage, but with all live trading academies like it always makes it really unpredictable but yeah that night i had all my family over um yeah sat in the lounge room with my with my pa there and my grandma um so yeah i was, I was we were all there for the first night but i didn't go the first night and then um early in the second night um yeah we we're all jumping up so good all, yeah yeah lots of tears laughs claps everything but um yeah it was a whirlwind of emotions and then about five minutes later i had um stewie knock on the door and he came in and wow. hand shook me and um yeah it was all yeah it was all firing from there that's huge so then you rock up gold coast first day who were kind of the you know guns in the team who was the who were the older guys who were trying to impress like what was that walking walking into gold coast yeah it was massive like i suppose you dream about going into an afl environment um i obviously didn't dream about going over east over there but um when i got over there it was yeah it was unreal uh, i still remember that first day shaking the captain's hand seeing all the leaders um the coaches the whole just environment of just football like it was it was incredible to see um the people i saw straight away is probably the obvious ones like toot miller like he's just an insane athlete um and then like the people i got drafted with seeing noah and matt with me as well it was always good fun to see them yeah for sure so you rock up sort of gold coast first day uh were you 17 18 uh 18 18 right yeah. so comparing yourself from like 18 year old jazz to you know this season just gone what are the things that you've sort of noticed in your game and in yourself i guess and preparation and everything that you do uh, and professionalism from day one to now like what are the things that you go oh my god like i cannot believe i was doing that day one and look how far i've come and the progress that you've made what do you reckon yeah like it'd probably have to be diet i reckon so yeah. like going into the club like you're always like saying like yeah i want to put on weight but then like you're eating the wrong things as you would know like diet's so important i feel like i just didn't know that going straight in um sleep routines um yeah probably those two ones i'd probably didn't nail i look back on and i think oh, i wish i got told that earlier but yeah. um yeah other things just like yeah game day routines like I've, I've honed that down now didn't have that at the start um listening in meetings asking lots of questions um being engaged with the coaches like those sort of things you just wish you'd like learned a little bit earlier but like as your journey goes on, you see other people around you doing it. So it sort of makes you want to do it. And as well. do you reckon it was because of like a, you know, maybe a, a lack of confidence, like going into asking questions and that sort of thing. Cause you're just trying to work out how it all works and yeah. you know, the dynamic of everything. Or was it more that, um, you know, you didn't know what questions to ask? Like what was the sort of progress of that? Yeah. Quite a bit of both. Like thinking back now, it's probably that, like probably not knowing really what to say. Like I was such an immature 18 year old. So like, yeah, <laughs> like you're just dribbling shit most of the time. But um yeah probably that like it's just a lot of immaturity but um we were very lucky as well like we had like 11 or so boys drafted in that draft so they're all all my age so we sort of got to do that whole journey together which so made a lot of those guys? guys um so obviously matt at one nor at two and then sam flanders um myself connor butterick paddy murtar matt conroy luke towey um, malcolm roses jr and i think that was it yeah we had like a big draft but yep. um 
yeah, it was lucky we were all, all there together. So we all sort of did that phase together and the coaches obviously understood and knew as well. So uh, made that transition a bit easier. Definitely. And was there someone that you like really learned a lot of lessons from, like whether it be a player or a coach or um, any other sort of, you know, mentor or people that you worked with um, the um, early Gold Coast days? Yeah, so I lived with I lived with Lockie Weller um, for a stretch, like in my early year. Yeah. Um, I, I learned a lot from him. Uh, we like, had interest in the same things like surfing. Um, like the same shows, like all hobbies were the same. So I learned a lot from him and obviously him as a player, um, exceptional footballer. So I think living with him, um, yeah, like looking back now, I was very lucky to have that opportunity to learn off him. So um, yeah, still close mates. What were day. some of the little things that he would be sort of doing that you maybe picked up on? Well, I've already like, touched on before, diet. Um, what were you doing diet and what did you have to change? I like my know. guilty pleasure was scotch fingers, as he would know. Scotch fingers. Yeah. The scotchies, like, <laughs> they absolutely ruined me. Scotchies early days. How many were you eating? Whole packet. The whole packet. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> What, on a daily, <laughs> daily scotch finger yeah, packet? like go to oh, Coles, shit. wouldn't be walking out of Coles without a scotch finger packet. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he used to laugh about that as well. So I'm probably going to say that um, and yogurt and stuff like that. I just didn't nail it and looking up at him and um, he was always nailing it. So he'd always be laughing at me thinking, what are you doing? But I don't know, that's what you do when you're 18. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's <laughs> it. And in terms of like anybody that looks more Gold Coast, you were the perfect Gold yeah. Coast look, right? You got the long blonde hair, yeah. surfer, tanned as. Um, was that like a you know cool spot to be drafted to? And did you yeah. like the, the whole lifestyle of Gold Coast? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah, just the, everything about the Gold Coast living-wise is just everything you'd want in life, really. Like, I suppose the weather's perfect. Yeah, like always five minutes from the beach. Um, the people are really good. The cafes, food nightlife um yeah everything about it um made the transition really easy i suppose it's, it's actually pretty similar to over here i suppose you don't get the scale of people over here but um yeah. over there you do but yeah everything about it i loved I had all my hobbies at the front door so um yeah surfing footy uh, people cafes had it all there so you've got so cool. much stuff that you're into which i love and yeah. one of the things that, you, that you're really passionate and love a lot is endurance running yeah. which is crazy like you've done like ultra marathon was it like a 50k or something that you did what was oh. that what was the big race that you did no uh, i don't think i've done 50k but we've done a lot of big running events yeah um and yeah i've always just loved running i suppose um it's yeah for me it's just a bit therapeutic i love running it sort of like frees your mind from anything else um you sort of just think about that next step the whole time you're running. You're not really thinking about anything else. So, yeah, I know running's just always just come to me naturally. I love. And were you loved, always a long distance runner as well? Like growing up? Or? Yeah, I loved cross country growing up. I hated um, cross country. That was the yeah. one that I would skip out. I would like. There's, there's, <laughs> I think there was five five uh, carnivals I could have gone to in high school. I think I went to one, yeah. and then I was sick for the rest. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was just something about running. I just always did it. Um, used to, after school go for runs, or in the morning before schools go for runs. Um, yeah, it was nothing to do with just keeping fit. It was just because I enjoyed it. So yeah. I think that's just followed through now. And, and because it's my job now, I suppose it makes it a little bit easier because I, it is a bit of a chore to other people. Yeah, so. definitely. So some of those events that you've done, what what ones have you done? Have you, do you do trail running or was it um, you know was it just time trial stuff with footy or was it just your own stuff that you yeah, kind of go, you want to yeah, go Yeah, I did this? like adventure races growing up. Um, did stuff down south, those trail runs. I've, I've got the event name now. I think they were like the Anaconda or whatever it was. How but, long are they? 3k trail run it was um used to always do them they were good fun um and then like stuff with the footy i suppose they're probably the toughest ones i've done um looking back i think it was a couple of years no i go now we did the 400 sets um yeah. did 20 of them on the two minutes <laughs> and that was just pretty brutal every two minutes yeah Ooh, that was tough rough. um 
so that's probably the hardest thing I've done. But then like each preseason, you do, you go on these camps and um, our high performance manager at the Gold Coast would always put us through a thri- uh, strides and give us something pretty cruel. But um, I've always loved it. I've always loved the challenge. I feel like, as you would know as well, like one, you, once you like achieve these big like um, like challenges in life, like once you're done them, then you know like you're, you're able to do stuff. Like yeah. it's, like it gives you a chip on your shoulder sort of thing. So, Man, I literally did a video that. this morning before I came and did this. I was yeah. getting a little bit emotional thinking about all the stuff that you yeah. know, has happened the last six months with, in terms of like the distance running and whatever. But you're yeah. right. It's sort of, do, do you feel that you get like that feeling from running? Do you feel it's like a, um, you know, like a rush of the endorphins and everything from running? The, oh my gosh, you get that runner's high. Or is it more so about the achievement side of things that you like? I think it's oh, the achievement. Yeah. yeah I think like I once you, well. yeah, once you finished it, like you, you do think about it. Like when you're going through pain and stuff, you always think about these little like milestones you've done in your life. And um, you always come back to like, oh, I can do it. Like I've done it before. Like why yeah. not now sort of thing. So I think it's, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And then have you found like over the last few years that you've been, you know, into like, compared to your other teammates at the higher end of the running scale, like being able to push through for the bigger sessions, whether that's getting more Ks in games, all that sort of thing. Have you been yeah. sort of the higher end? Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, always wear a watch when I'm training, always have the tracking my, my Ks and stuff to see if I'm working hard, work rates up. Um, and then in games, obviously, you wear your GPSs as well. And what are you kind of clocking for a game? Um, you're always around the 15, 16 Ks Oof, per game. Wow. Um, yeah, which is a lot for my... Well, I suppose I play wing, so it does demand you to run a lot, but... Um, yeah, I suppose it's handy to see like after games, you can sort of rate yourself on your, your intensity, your high speed efforts, and then obviously the kilometers across the course of the game. Have you always been a winger as well? Or were you like a slightly different position if you were taking hangs on people when you were yeah, juniors? Yeah, or? yeah. So earlier on, I suppose we were, all, we were all midfielders back then. I suppose size didn't really matter. But then as um as it went up the ranks, um, contested side of my game wasn't as good as my outside. So sort of just got shifted out to the wing. And I suppose that's a position I've sort of owned now. Yeah, for since, sure. Yeah. Absolute bloody legends. Quick little break in the podcast here. Just to say thanks to all the regular Fat Chat listeners that are tuning on in. We're uh, coming close to the end of season one, which is so crazy. Um, And yeah, it's been some amazing episodes and I love doing this with everybody. Uh, And if you haven't already, if you've been a fan of Back Chat, if maybe this is your first time listening, what really goes a long way into supporting and helping the pod grow uh, is by you following, liking or subscribing to uh, my channel uh, or the episodes that you're enjoying on Spotify Apple Music or YouTube it just goes a massive way into getting more guests onto the pod the more stats that we have the more people we have subscribed and listening uh, the bigger it can get the bigger the production um, you know the more sponsors the more sponsors mean the production gets bigger um, and you know we can just um, you know just keep keep doing fat chat the exact way that I love doing it so uh, it just takes two seconds of your time if you wouldn't mind doing that uh, and if you want to go a step further because you're an absolute fucking lord uh, rate the episode a big five stars as well that would go a massive long way and I'd owe you one uh, let's get back to the episode with Jez here we go and then like building up to a game are you like a stressor or you're pretty i I can't imagine you'd be too much of a stressor like from knowing you you're pretty chilled yeah pretty chilled yeah no i'm good yeah fine um leading up to games i just love to listen a lot to music um i love to get a walk have a coffee in the morning swim those sort of things but is it like super routine based for you as in it's like you know i have a coffee and then i go to this cafe and then i do this warm-up and i listen to this playlist or is it kind of just roughly this is what i have to kind of get in yeah roughly yeah yep. so each morning i always have to have a coffee that's a non-negotiable um 
and then yeah like you said with the music before i walk into the stadium always listen to my hero by the foo fighters love that song nice um, yeah <laughs> yeah so probably that's the one it's gonna it's be probably, coldplay next yeah, uh, for next season <laughs> i reckon we'll be blasting probably that probably will yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's usually my go-to walking into stadiums i play my hero that's probably the only one i have superstition wise yeah for sure and then in a game in terms of getting the most out of yourself and playing your best position and everything what's your mindset kind of going into a game uh are you you know really focusing on a couple of things that you've um you know determined for yourself during the week that you're going this is what i need to do um or is it very much you're given you know your role and your things that you need to tick off yep. for the day like how do you approach that yeah, I try to keep it as simple as possible, I suppose. Um, there's always that, like, having fun, enjoyment aspect, but then there's also, like, it's pretty serious on who sometimes you're matching up on and stuff. So, yeah, usually you like to hone them down to maybe three or four points about what you want to do. But with my role, it's, it's pretty simple in the fact that you just got to be, like, super disciplined and, like, consistent in the fact that some weeks you might have 30, the next you have, like, five or six. So you just got to be consistent and disciplined out there on the wing. So... Yeah, for my position, I like to keep it keep it pretty simple. But then I suppose if you're playing on someone, yeah, you like to scout them through the week, left foot or right footer. Um, if they like get goal side of you, if they're lazy, like you look at those sort of things. But yeah, I usually keep it pretty simple. Who's the hardest person you've had to sort of prepare for? Um, oh, Brad Hill's really good. He's just an yeah, endurance beast and he's skillful. He plays inside and out. Him, um, yeah. I'd probably say him. Yeah, yeah, he's the hardest. I played him in my debut match as well and he torched me. And yeah, he's <laughs> probably the best. Probably best. So yeah, you have to get back on him for this year and yeah. uh, get get one back on him. Yeah. 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 So you've had like a pretty interesting last 12 months because last preseason, uh, you requested a trade from Gold Coast to Frio and it was looking like it was just about to get done. Yeah. And then it kind of just didn't happen. And then you ended up obviously being back at Gold Coast, still under contract for a year. Yeah. Um, how did that all kind of pan out? Like, run, run me through that. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was an interesting stage for me. Um, like I said to the club, I really loved the club, loved everyone involved there, um, loved all the playing group coaches. Um, but it was just a decision for myself and my family that um, I thought it would be best to, be get, to get back home. Um, but the club, as I told them that, they knew that I was still a contracted player. So there had to be a fair deal between the two clubs and, yeah, in the end, it didn't go through. But, um, yeah, there was no hard feelings on, on on the Gold Coast. I was still happy to go back there next year. But uh, for myself and my football, um, I just really wanted to get home. And both parties knew that. Um, but I just couldn't strike a deal at the last moment, which yeah. was which was pretty surreal because I was actually – I was in the, um, the Mentowies on a surf trip. Um, and I, I went out for a surf before just to get my mind off it. Um, and then when we came back off the boats – um, I was with Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney and Chad Warner and we we're all like, yeah, I could be getting traded here. And then, yeah, once I jumped off the boat, ran up and checked my phone, it was just like, flooded with messages saying, oh, oh bad luck, hopefully oh. next year. So a bit of a yeah, gut-wrenching feeling for me. But um, like I said, like it was easy to know that I was going back to the Gold Coast with all my mates again So and the lifestyle it is over there. So totally. it all made it pretty easy. But I suppose in that like initial phase – that 24, 48 hours was all pretty raw, but yeah, definitely um, had to move on pretty quick. And then from that season before, because you played what, like 10 or so games? How many, how many oh, games I did you play? I think it was 12. 12, yeah. yeah. So you played like 12 games a year before and you're playing pretty well. Like you're getting, you know, getting um, possessions, really playing your role well. And then obviously that happens. The trade doesn't quite go through and then the season just gone. 
you didn't play any AFL games and you were the VFL the whole year, but yeah. you played a fantastic year in the in the VFL. So what was that like, I guess, going back to Gold Coast, sort of getting, um, I guess, you know, you're not on the list each week. How were you dealing with that mentally and how were you then able to perform in the VFL? And like, what was the mindset and the process behind that for you? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't hard, but yeah. at the start, um, yeah, it was. I felt uh, I was just looking, I was getting looked at differently. I, I probably was, I wasn't, but like, like for myself, I just thought that. Um, but I had lots of good mates there at, um, at the Gold Coast, so they were all getting around me, and the coaches I worked with are excellent as well. Um, like Reece Shaw and Josh Drummonds were the two I worked with closely, and they were awesome for me. Um, but I was really lucky as well. Um, then my girlfriend moved across with me as well, which was huge. Um, just good to have someone over there yeah, as well. Good yeah, good to have someone with me for the whole year, which was massive. But um, yeah, that initial phase was really difficult. But then as the year went on, I suppose it got, it got a lot easier. And like you said, we were super fortunate with the VFL to have such a good year because I suppose that brought the fun out of it. Um, that brought the fun with it, I suppose, winning all the games and yeah. um, finishing the year off with a medal around the neck. It was awesome. Huge, yeah. And I guess it's sort of like, you know, you have to think that everything kind of happens for a reason and falls into place sometimes mm. because the actual Gold, Gold Coast AFL team didn't particularly do well that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year didn't particularly do very well. So yeah. the VFL side did so well and you were part of that great success. So I'm sure that was probably nice to be a part of. How were you kind of able to, you know, I guess like put, put it aside that, oh, look, I'm not getting selected for the games and you know i'm not maybe not going to be in the side next week for whatever reason and still perform at a higher level for the vfl what was your sort of process and thinking behind that oh uh, yeah it's a good question uh, i just had to stay consistent with my process um so some weeks i thought I, I probably could have been in some weeks i probably didn't deserve to be in so i suppose i had to be be consistent with my role um and yeah, like i said the afl team did struggle at times we also played a lot of good footy as well so um yeah, I suppose sometimes I did deserve my spot, sometimes I didn't. But um, I was lucky with the coaches we had. Like They just kept it simple with us. And because we were playing such good footy in the VFL, it wasn't like it was uh, a chore to just go play VFL. It was actually really enjoyable. Super we had fun, such a yeah. good group. So um, it actually made the season really fun. And because the AFL team wasn't doing as well, um, we still were. So we were creating our own vibe and, um, and winning games of football, which was good. That's good. And who played well for the, for the year in the VFL? Um, Charlie Constable, he was a standout throughout the year. Um, Ned Moyle, Elijah Hollins, um, yeah, Chris Burgess, um, Marbiel Chol. Yeah, we had so many stars. That, yeah, we had a star-studded team and um, they seek the rewards. A lot of boys ended up getting in trades this year. So they'll be probably playing AFL football next year, which would be good to see. So good. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that must be like quite a hit to the VFL team, obviously, because yeah. like, you <laughs> know, there's probably some guys that have moved to, that have moved around yeah. now. Yeah, for um, sure. Not quite getting that spot and they've gone from killing it. How many games did you win? Did you drop any or? Yeah, we ended up, oh, gee, I think we dropped two games for yeah. the season and then won them all. Yeah. Did you have any real standouts yourself? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of good games, yeah. Um, I can't really think back now, but yeah, no, I played a little bit of good footy, which was good. Good, good. And then how did all this stuff end up for the end of the year? So you've come off the high of winning the VFL Premiership and then obviously there's sort of talks with Frio and, you know, Frio's still trying to get you and how that's going to all work out. Yep. What was that all like? Um, and was it sort of like any relief getting it done finally and coming back home and getting to... Frio, or was it still a bit like, you know, you've been at Gold Coast for your career and you've got all these mates there and that sort of thing. How difficult was that for you? Yeah, well, I suppose because I was out of contract um, the and I, and I wasn't offered a contract by that stage, I think most of the playing group and, and the boys would have known that I probably wouldn't have been there next year. So yeah. 
um, which was always hard. But um, like leaving a, such a good club that you've grown up with since you were 18 to then leave it um, after VFL grand final, it was really nice to leave on that on those sort of terms. But uh, the friendships I won't ever forget. And we got so many good memories with a lot of my mates over there. Um, so, but yeah, that, um, yeah, I suppose after we won the grand final, um, I shot straight back to Perth um, the next day and then went off to Europe, just take my mind off footy, went with my partner and obviously went for four weeks. And then while we we're over there, my manager um, was still in talks with Fremantle and I was still all over that as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that said a few things. It was all like a bit um, confidential, but then I suppose the last couple of weeks now we've got um, we've got a bit of indication of what's going to happen. So, yeah, um, yeah it's exciting to see what's going to come. Super exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's, yeah, like a bit of relief, excitement, everything, yeah. finally getting an opportunity elsewhere. And also Frio's got a spot on the wing that's opened up now because Liam Henry's gone. Yep. Um, so, you know, hopefully that opens up some opportunities for you as yeah. well. Oh, no, absolutely. I think that's why I've been harassing you on the messages this yeah, off-season yeah, yeah, to get yeah. training. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, no, there's there's a spot there. I suppose it's, just, it's up to me, really, if I want to, if I want to put the work in, if I want to be disciplined with everything off field, um, yeah, train hard. And then obviously if I walk in, just earn the respect of the whole playing group and yeah, get things rolling because like you said, there's a spot there. So Yeah, definitely. And like, how does it all work with like the, you know, being delisted? Like what, what, what does that, what, how does that run? Like you finish off the year, you come in for a, a meeting with your coaches or is it with a list manager? How does it work? And they sort of tell you that that's not. Yes. Yeah, so you um, have your, you have your like end of year exit interviews. Um, but with the VFL finishing later than the AFL, the AFL boys all had theirs. So we just jumped in, did ours as well. But um, oh, they didn't tell me at that stage, but then once I got back from Europe, they called me up and said like, well, yeah, we're not going to give you a contract for next season. Um, which at first was like a little bit raw, but um, knowing that there could be another opportunity for me at another club, um, I was still pretty optimistic on what would happen there. So, um, yeah, so they called me up over Zoom and, yeah, gave me the news and then I went for a run straight after. <laughs> then, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they gave me news like that. But, um, yeah, it was all pretty raw at first. But like I said, like I was optimistic with what's going to come. Definitely. And, I mean, you've had, you know, all these little ups and downs all throughout the last 12 months. What's something that you do to just keep yourself, I guess, a little bit more in the moment, not sort of stressing out about things that are maybe not in your control and just focusing on what you can do. Is there anything that you go off and do? I know you've got all your hobbies that you're into. Yeah. Um, like what, what do you do to take your mind off it and just sort of make sure that you're feeling good? Yeah, well, I, I bought myself a dog uh, midway through last year. And nice. um, yeah, Daisy's her little name and she's a little border collie Kelpie and I love to walk her. Um, I love walking, like lots of coffees and I'm lucky to have such a good partner as well. I spend a lot of time with. Um, also my family as well. I suppose family's always a good outlet for anyone. So um, always bounce lots of stuff off them. We've got our property down south as well, which I spend a lot of time at. Um, but yeah, like we touched earlier on in the podcast, I love lots of sports and different other hobbies. So I usually just do that. Yeah, Anything great. to like not think about football, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're into everything as well. Like this off season, you've been swimming, you've been running, you've been uh, training with me, you've been doing all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, run us through all that. Like how did how did the swimming, is it from obviously the water polo background? That's why you enjoy that? Or yeah. Um, has that been something you've always done as part of your routine as well in training? Yeah, yeah. So I swim once a week um, at the Gold Coast. We yeah. instilled that into my program every week. And um, I think you, you know it now as well. It's like it's just a bit of an off-legs hit. Like you don't feel sore. You don't, 
you can take your mind off swimming because you're just looking at the black line There's underneath. There's nothing you. to think about. No. Yeah, no headphones. Yeah, can't nothing. go. I'd really kind of want to get some underwater headphones. Though. No, no, yeah. same. Yeah. Always think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thinking. then I would obviously like that makes you think about the song, I suppose. So. Totally. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, no, swimming's always been installed into my program. I've loved it. I feel like it's just a good off leg session. Um, takes your mind off things. Um, well, yeah, I suppose with Aquinas as well with the sport there, like you'd always do the swimming like carnivals events and stuff. I suppose you. Yeah, you just get into it like through that, but yeah, it's not much into it. Definitely. And surfing as well. Massive into that. You've done surfing trips with, uh, you went away last year with Chad, yeah. Chad Warner, um, Isaac Heaney. Yeah. Uh, I think Trent came along for a little yeah, bit yeah. as well. Like how did you get into surfing? Just always done um, it? Yeah, always done it. Had a had a group of mates at school that we, we always used to love going down south and surfing, uh, make a trip out of it. Um, yeah, it's just always been instilled into me. My dad um, got me into it at an early age and ever since we've just loved it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the running this off season, has that been any different to what you've done previously? Have you tried to get X amount of Ks? Are you doing anything different uh, on, on that end? No, no. I, I tend with my running. It's like saying, like I said, it comes natural to me. So I always love to do a little bit every single day. But um, then, yeah, like you'd obviously look at a few like sets, like different sort of sets you'd want to set yourself up with for the season. So lots of like sprint training or like 400s training, 800s training. So um yeah throughout my week i love to run every single day but then on the bigger days i'd usually like do sets of something um but yeah nothing nothing's changed too much only thing that's really changed is i bought these new nike shoes yeah the ones with the carbon fiber in it and they're just incredible they just fly oh, yeah 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 yep. incredible yeah i just got a new pair of uh asics ones that are carbon fiber yeah. i still i'd have to do like a small run in them mm. but apparently they just make right. you bounce and oh, fly so it's like much. you're running on air so you, good there was another there was another shoe that i heard about um it's called like the um they're a nike shoe zooms or something like that mm, and they're illegal good. have you but, but you're not allowed to wear them in competitions because mm. they've got more i think it's 55 mil heels or something yeah yeah which you're only allowed to have like 45 mil i think is like the competition standard because it yeah. takes so much load off you but apparently mm. they just make you like bounce like this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh they're incredible yeah, yeah. And, and they do. Like, they, like, literally make you feel like you're on air, which is, yeah, it's a bit of an advantage for Yeah, sure. definitely. Do you reckon you'd ever do, like, any big endurance events, like, after footy? You reckon that's, like, is there anything on a list for yeah, you? Yeah, I'd love to tick the marathon off one day. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's just... You could do that easy. Oh, like, not easy, but I'd I reckon it would it. be easy no, for you. No Completing way. it would be no worries. It's just whether if you wanted to do it in, like, time or not, I reckon. <laughs> no, it would be good. I actually wouldn't mind doing one with you. That'd be fun. Doing a marathon we with should, me, yeah. bro. I'm not even running for the fucking <laughs> bus after I finish this fucking race, bro. I'm not running for anything once this is all done. But uh, I'll come and watch you. I'll come and watch you. I'll put together a program for you, but uh, you might be on your own for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like goals for yourself this year, um, going to Frio, going into a new team. Um, and I guess like, you know, you've probably got like a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and wanting to really make your impact uh, yeah. with a new club, new opportunities. What's the goals for you and what are you trying to set yourself up for for the next like 12 months? Yeah, well, I suppose the biggest goal is just to play AFL football. That's my that's my major goal. But then also like little little goals, just earning respect to the group. Um, keep being professional, staying disciplined with my diet and my training. Um, I feel if I do that, then I'll play AFL football week in, week out. But, Definitely. Um, yeah, it's, I suppose moving home is like that added pressure, but it's pressure that I've, I, I really thrive on. It's really exciting for me as well because with all the stuff that's happened in the past now, it's almost made me even more hungry to get to the top level and and um, and stamp myself in the competition. So, um, yeah, I'm just hungry to go. I've got so much fire in the belly to, 
yeah, own a position out there and play some good football at Optus. So. Mate, I can't wait. I'm going to be sitting in the stands yeah. watching it all year. It's going to be super exciting. Yeah. Uh, but, mate, you've, you've trained so well this off-season and you're in such good nick. And, you know, like you said, you've got that real fire and I've been feeling that when you're coming to train. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with, you know, with the swimming stuff we're going to do Friday, like, you know, you're just really keen to just get out there and just get the most out of all your stuff, yep. which is like, you know, an awesome trait. Uh, and I think they're going to be blown away when you get there uh, first yeah. day Frio and yeah. uh, running rings around everyone. <laughs> I don't know what the hell hit them going, who the fuck is this guy doing all these crazy runs <laughs> and stuff. Uh, but mate, thanks so much for coming and doing the pod. Like I said, so excited to see you uh, uh, chop it up next year. Uh, and we'll have to do another pod, uh, you know, next preseason or whatever and Absolutely. tell us about all the great stories from all the games you've been playing Absolutely, and uh, mate. all the posies and all the snags <laughs> that you've been kicking uh but uh, mate thanks so much and yeah good uh, luck for the time, year mate. appreciate it for having me on thank Love you it. And that's another episode of Fat Chat, all wrapped up. Jeremy Sharp, I'm that excited to see you get out there this season. Congratulations on everything. Let's bloody go, baby. How good. Uh, just a reminder that uh, we've got the Shelter Brewery live Fat Chat show happening on the 1st of December down in Bustleton. Only $25 a week. It's going to be me, Stephen Baker, hosting uh, my, pod- uh, sorry, my podcast. My uh, Ironman uh, coach, Matt, is also going to be coming on in there. It's going to be a heap of fun. We're talking. Iron Man footy, having a good laugh. Uh, there'll be drinks up there as well you can get. Uh, we'll hang around for an hour or so and say g'day and um, you know chat to everybody that's uh, up there that's about to do the Iron Man. Or if you just want to come on in and uh, check out and have a chat, please do. Uh, the uh, links are going to be over the uh, episodes here and all over my socials too. Make sure you secure your tickets. Only $25. There is limited spots and I can't wait to see everybody there. I'm bloody nervous. My first live show. Uh, but uh, it'd be so great to see heaps of fat chatters down there. And uh, bloody love your work, guys. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.